Aloha! Welcome to the Haleo Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, expresses the importance of us becoming channels of living water. When we only receive and never share the blessing, we become like the Dead Sea. We must be willing to share the love we have received and continue the flow of living water. How are you guys? Good? Are you looking to receive something from the Lord this morning? We all need something. Everywhere you go, everyone has a need. A lot of times we think that kids haven't been through enough or anything and they don't have anything. They do. And they have needs. Even, you know, little kids, they have needs of emotional healings. And I want us this morning to really open up, and I'm going to work with you on a lot of scripture, so be patient. But we're going to have to get this imparted to us, okay? Because I I really want us to go from one place to another this morning and change something in our ways of thinking, okay? It's very... Interesting, the way that the Lord has been taking us, step by step. What is the key behind everything that the Lord is speaking to us is we need to open up. We need to receive something. We need to remove the blocks that keep us from receiving everything that the Father has for us. We read that, you know, my son was dead, but now he's alive. I want to rejoice. Everything that I have is yours. Remember that? And I want us to have that joy like that son that came back and was dead, and he was overwhelmed by the Father's love. And he could not do anything but receive it. Okay? Okay, Wednesday, I was talking about we, in our fallen, Adamic nature, we think that we are the center of the universe. And we think that God's mission in life is take care of you. And He's all about solving your problems. Right? And then, for our surprise, we are learning that that's not really God's plan. God's plan is to create instruments through whom He will minister to the world. We sometimes think that we are the final objective of God's plans. Right? The truth is that we are instruments that he's preparing to complete his plans. He needs channels. Just like he sent Christ, he needs channels today 
to be a blessing to people, to change what's going on around us. Then we face the, the problem that a lot of times we pray and we pray and sometimes we don't get, right? Have you ever experienced that? Then I found a verse just before the service. The Holy Spirit will remind you of all things. Then he brings up a verse of scripture that answers, why? How come? How come sometimes we ask and we receive not? James 4, verse 3. You ask and you do not receive. Because you ask with wrong motives, so that you may spend it on your own pleasures. Does it make sense? You ask because you think that that's all God has to do is give something to you. And he's saying, no, no, when I give you something, I expect you to give that out. God is conditioned. Can we heal God's heart this morning? Can we help him get over some conditionings? Because every time that he gives something to somebody, people tend to use that for their own motives, their own pleasures. Even like we're going to talk about healing, you know, you become this huge healing ministry. And where's God? You know, you become this huge prophet. You become this huge thing, and then God is second place there. And God is going like, hey, wait, 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 wait. I think maybe I'm going to work more in the preparation of who is going to receive this. Because I don't want to give you something until I'm sure that you're not going to just retain everything to yourself. I don't want anybody to become a dead sea. Just only receives and never gives out. We are going to change. Are you ready to change this morning? And I want us to really open up to the Lord. I'm praying in my heart here. I'm talking to you, but I'm praying in my spirit. Let there be a real impartation. You know, because something needs to change in the way that we're being raised up. One of the the things that may be blocking us is because we lost our first love. Do you know what the first love is? It's that thing that it is like a fire that you don't care about anything. You don't count the cost. You realize that you, you were blind, now you see. You were brought back to life, and then that's your first love. I want to read this because it is important to understand the context behind this first love, right? So this comes from Revelation 2. I'm going to start in verse 2. I know your deeds. I know your deeds. I know how dedicated you are. I know your deeds, I know your toil, and perseverance. And that you cannot endure evil men. And you put to the test those who call themselves apostles, and they are not. And you found them to be false. And you have perseverance, and you have endured for my name's sake. 
Is that all we have left? Is that all that we still have in our walk with God is just our own perseverance? Just us pumping up again one more time, another, another week? I'm going to have to, you know, survive another week. I was going to read this, but I don't think that this a lot of times apply. And have not grown weary. <laughs> How many times we have grown weary? Right? And actually, you know, it's part of the, the atmosphere that we live right now is the spirit realm works to wear out the saints. Everything comes to make you grow weary. And that's what happens when you persevere and you do your deeds and you toil and you do everything. But then, but I have this against you, that you have left your first love. What is the first love? Psalms 51 talks about restore the joy of your salvation. That first love. That you just go like, thank you, Lord. You know, where is the first love? Where is the, the fire of the being led by a living word that you change once you hear it? A living word changes you. I want this word this morning to change us. I want it to change me. Verse 5, almost done here. Then we read the rest of the Bible. <laughs> Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen and repent and do the deeds you did at first or else I'm coming to you and will remove your lampstand out of its place unless you repent this is serious because this is like it's talking about the lamp that we have the light of the word if we don't maintain that first love and if we don't go back and do the deeds we did at first you know we to whom much is given much will be required to those that have more will be given to those that don't have even what they have will be taken away right I think that the Lord is talking to us is it talking to you also I bless this for us because I want to I wanna say, Lord, I don't want to have my light removed. I don't want to have the revelation removed from our midst. I don't want to have the life of the living word removed from, from us because we, we are all about perseverance, but we lost our first love. Amen. I'm going to work with a couple of verses before I start the word, okay? okay? This is just an introduction. Are you with me? Yes. Don't grow weary on me, okay? okay? John 4, 13. And Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. 
Does it make sense? What kind of water are you drinking? If you're just drinking any water, you will always be thirsty. But if you drink of the water of the word, if you drink of the water that Jesus is giving you, you should become a river of that same water. You should become that Sea of Galilee, fruitful, full of fish, full of gardens and farms around it, because there is a, a living water, a living flow constantly. Yes. John 7, the same principle, 37. Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Are you thirsty this morning? So come to him and drink. But not for your own motives. Not for the wrong motives. Not only for your own pleasures. But with the intention of, verse 38, he who believes in me, as the scripture said, from here his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. This is the goal. God's goal is not just to work with you. His goal is to have rivers of living waters. What are those rivers of living waters going to do? They're going to fill up the earth with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Do you know how that's going to happen? Because he's creating rivers of living waters. And he wants you to become one of those rivers. But you have to keep drinking. You cannot allow anything to block you from receiving that first love. So many things happen that you, you go through things like that younger son. I'm not worthy. I cannot. But maybe I can just be like a, a little slave here. A higher servant. Because in our conditionings, we think that we cannot receive his love anymore. And then we're going to change that. Okay, I bless this for us. Yeah. I'm going to work on how we're going to follow the Lord's example once we leave this place this morning. Okay? Yes. We're going to go to John 4. And we're going to read uh, a few verses here. But first, I need to you know, paint a little story for you. Remember, David became king and he united all the tribes, right? And then Solomon came after him and they even expanded the kingdom of Israel. But after Solomon died, you know, the ten northern tribes separated from the Judah, the two tribes in the south. Why? Well, the Sea of Galilee is in the north. All the wealth is in the north. So somebody went, hey, if I get separated from Jerusalem, I keep all the tax 
So what am, am I, I'm, I'm going to do is I'm going to separate. I'm going to build another thing here where people can worship so they don't have to go to Jerusalem. And then that's what happened, right? And then the prophets came, prophesying to Israel, saying, hey, you return to the Lord, return to the Lord. Otherwise, the Lord is going to take you captive. And that's what happened. They were all taken captives. So what happened when that area, Samaria, was the capital of the northern kingdom, got desolated, other peoples came. You know, when a king would come and take over a place, they would remove everybody from there and put other peoples. So they probably bring people from Ethiopia, wherever. Then when the, the captives came back, they all got mixed together with religion, idolatry. And so the Samaritans were not considered Jews anymore. They were considered Gentiles, non-Jews. So the religious people from Judea because they had the temple, they were like really religious. The Pharisees, the Sadducees. Even when they had to go to the north, to the Sea of Galilee, they would avoid traveling through Samaria. Because they, there was really a division. You know, they were enemies. So this is a story of Jesus with his disciples going to Galilee, but Jesus said, let's go through Samaria. Okay? So when therefore the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were, he left Judea and departed again to, into Galilee. And he had to pass through Samaria. And he came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from the journey, was sitting thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. You guys getting the point? It's a long way. So him and his disciples, after talking to Nicodemus, you know, you have to be born again. All of that story, John 3, okay, let's go to Galilee. Let's go fish, right? Then they decide to go through Samaria. They stopped by the well that Jacob dug. The disciples went to the food land, the nearest town there. And he was waiting. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. Isn't that just awesome? There's all animosity between Jews and Samaritans. And plus, if you're really a Jew, you don't just address a woman on the street. Right? And Jesus is like ignoring everything and say, hey, I'm waiting for my disciples here. Can you give me a drink? See, this is how you're going to start your conversation tomorrow when you meet somebody. Can you give me a drink? It doesn't matter what walls of division would separate us. 
It doesn't matter how the world thinks about you. It doesn't matter how Christianity thinks about you and who you are and what you do. I'm going to relate to you. Does it make sense? I think this is beautiful. For his disciples had gone into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman therefore said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink, since I am a Samaritan woman? There is a song for that, Samaritan woman, right? (laughs) I always waited to make that joke. For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans, right? Christians have no dealings with sinners. Believers don't talk to unbelievers. You respect people's walls and you don't allow people to touch you also. Right? So Jesus started very simple conversation, just give me a drink. And even the woman, he could have avoided this conflict, right? Like we try to avoid conflicts all the time. But he didn't. And then she, how come you're talking to me? Number one, I'm I'm Samaritan, and number two, I'm a woman. And Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. He was starting a conversation because he was trying to open the door to flow the rivers that he had in his innermost being. He could not contain it. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? What are you talking about? Everywhere people are looking for something. Everybody's hungry. Everybody's thirsty. And they are looking for something. And we we got something. You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you? Who gave us the well and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle. Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water shall thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never, shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. This is what God, Jesus, came to do with you. He wants you to become this channel of living waters. The woman said to him, Sir, Give me this water, so I will not be thirsty, nor come all the way here to draw water. He said to her, go call your husband and come here. Isn't that awesome? He was taking another step in that conversation. Now he was moving in the Spirit already and being led by the Spirit. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. This you have said truly. 
The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. John Stevens, in one of the school of prophets, he's saying, we are going to learn how to witness, how to move in evangelism. And he reads this story, and he says, there's three steps here. One very impersonal and generic. Another one that's already personal and more specific. First one, give me a drink. Number two, I am Samaritan. You are a Jew. We are identifying who we are here. And number three, then you start moving in, in, by revelation. The woman said, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain. And you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Talking about the division between Israel and Judah. You know, we worship here, and you guys worship there. There is a, a, a division, there is a difference between us. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem shall you worship the Father. You worship that which you do not know. We worship that which we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming. And now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. She was hungry. She was already looking for something. She knew what was going on in her life. She was prepared to have this meeting with God. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When the one comes, he will declare all things to us, right? I, we also believe in the Messiah, just like the Jews believe. We know that there are prophecies that he's coming, and he's going to open the door, and he will teach us everything. Then Christ said, Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. I am the Messiah. I am the, the truth, the way, and the life. This point, his disciples came. Don't you love the disciples? And they marveled and he had, that he had been speaking with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek? Or why do you speak with her? <laughs> so the woman left her water pot and went into the city and said to the man, come. Now look at this. She had a meeting with God. She perceived that he was a prophet and that he was the Messiah. And then she left that conversation, went into the city and started spreading the word. Come see this. Come and see a man who told me all the things that I have done. This is not the Christ, is it? They went out of the city and were coming up to him. And the meanwhile, the disciples were requesting him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. The disciples were therefore saying to one another, no one brought him anything to eat, did he? The same conversation that he had with the woman, he was having with the disciples. I am the bread of heaven. 
You still need to understand that I am what you're looking for. This is not food. This is not water. Well, you really need, you need a revelation of who I am. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do not say there are yet four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields that they are white for harvest. He was telling his disciples, you guys stop looking down in what you see, this passing scene that you, you're thinking about water or food or this or that. There's a harvest ready. And I'm showing you how you're gonna start harvesting. Right here in this conversation with this woman, this is an example for you how you're gonna do this. Already, he who reaps is receiving wages and is gathering fruit for life eternal. That he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this case, the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I send you to reap. This is for us, the disciples. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Isn't this awesome? The harvest is ready. You didn't labor to plant, but you are going to start reaping where you did not labor. And from that city, many of the Samaritans believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all the things that I have done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they were asking him to stay with them. And he stayed with them two days. And many more believed because of his word. And they were saying to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe. For we have heard for ourselves and know that this one is indeed the savior of the world. I read this this week and I'm like, man, this is such a, a simple picture of how we are going to become this Sea of Galilee, <laughs> these rivers of the living water, water because we're not going to stop receiving this. We're not, not going to stop drinking this. We're going to live in this first love. And then you're going to let this first love flow out of you. This is what we want to do this morning. The enigma and the puzzle will be the way that we minister and show love. Because we are identified with the Lord. In this story, Jesus totally ignored all the prejudices of race, religion, everything. And he made a connection. What is his heart is to show love. I think it's John 11. They're coming back from Galilee to Jerusalem, right? Going south. And then Jesus sent one of some of the disciples into one town to make preparation for him to stay there. And because they 
the disciples told everybody that they were going to Jerusalem, they did not want to receive them there. Right? Because of the, they didn't like each other. Yeah, you're Jew, you're going to Jerusalem, you're not going to stay here. Just go through straight. And then the disciples, they want us to ask fire down from heaven to consume them. And Christ said, no, no, no. I didn't come to destroy, I came to save. I didn't come to judge. Even if they reject me, that's not going to happen because I'm here to love them. The enigma and the puzzle will be the way that we minister and show love. I love this. Because we are identified with the Lord. I bless this for us. But I, I want to bring uh, three paragraphs here from John Stevens in this week called Tell Them the King Reigns. Is this helping you? Yes. I bless this. I bless your encounters this week with the Samaritan woman or just all the Samaritans. Whoever you've encountered this week, you're going to be ministering and showing this love. The Lord is speaking to the disciples about their first message of the kingdom. He said, I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. All you have to do is give the message that puts on the finishing touch. God will already have prepared the heart. There are millions of people who do not know God, who do not have any preparation in their hearts. There is also a host of people who are to be in the remnant. And this God has already prepared. He has already done something in their hearts. When they hear the word of revelation you speak, they will know you're speaking from God. And they will open up their hearts to receive a real experience of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Good? Yeah. The hearts have been prepared. You're not going to labor to prepare the hearts. The Lord has prepared the hearts. History tells of a man who was accused of murder and was to be executed. But the king gave a pardon for this condemned man. The messenger who was to deliver the pardon did not want the man to escape death. So he took a side trip first, wasting about 48 hours. And he arrived at the prison after the man had been hung. The person who was sent to deliver the pardon was then executed for murder by the king. We have a living word. We have the pardon. We must be led by the Spirit of the Lord because we are stewards of the mysteries of God and heralds of the kingdom. People are being drawn unto death. Therefore, we have to listen to God and be sensitive to that little nudge. This is one of mine. Does it make sense? Yes. You're going to be sitting on a plane with somebody and maybe that's going to be, this is one of mine. Yeah. And then you're going to, hey, here, I have this pardon for you. I have this message for you. I have a, a cup of living water for you. Deliver the pardon from the king. We are stewards of it. 
We all want to be faithful before God. We have received the living word that has been our liberation, but we want to be faithful to give it to others also. One sentence that I cannot get over is, unless we are willing to witness, we are not going to move in any of the miraculous. Unless we're willing to let this flow out, everything that we are looking for and asking the Lord, we're not going to receive. I bless this. You know, I bless our hearts. We're going to bless people this morning. And I believe that we all have been prepared and we all have something to give in this anointing of healing, anointing of deliverance, anointing of uh, uh, the end of bondage. You know, but we're not going to stop here. Are you guys hearing me? Yes. I bless us to be faithful with what we have received yes. and that we stretch our tents and we, we look up. The harvest is ready. God is preparing the channels of the living water. And we repent and go back to the deeds we did at first. We go back to our first love. And we say, Lord, we want to be channels of the first love. We want to be channels of this living water. Amen? Amen. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.